Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Randy Annie Datsun in a just realized very unironed shirt. And over there is SP3 in a lovely Hawaii, well, I guess, white shirt with some lovely tropical uh, palm tree patterns. Uh, we were going to be talking uh, about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and we may still do that. But in the last hour, as many people have mentioned in the chat, and hopefully the thumbnail changed, Pete was trying to change it very quickly, we are going to be talking about the fact that Triple H is actually back. A couple of, I would say maybe a month ago, almost two months ago now, he he said he was back, and no one knew what that meant. And I don't think that this is what it meant, but now he's actually back, and WWE have appointed him the EVP of Talent Relations, I believe. Uh, which is John Laurinaitis's old job, um, which could mean that he's definitely gone. Uh, what are your immediate thoughts on this, Sid? And then we'll get into uh, exactly what WWE have said. Um, this is something that I kind of was wondering about when they first uh, put Bruce Pritchard in the interim role after all the allegations went down and they said John Laurinaitis was on administrative leave of absence. I Mm. was just wondering, I was like, this was like a week after the Triple H said he was back at the Performance Center. I was like, well, this is the perfect role for Triple H. He's done so much with bringing in different talent from, you know, the independent scene, you know, building up NXT. And then when you look at the main roster now it's a whole bunch of people that up and down the the card is from nxt that triple h had a hand in bringing into the company so it only made sense for him to take on this role as the uh you know evp of talent relations and working directly with the talent in especially more than bruce pritchard because bruce pritchard has gone on record on many of podcasts to say he hates that job so it very was a conflict of interest with him being the talent relations role as well as executive director of creative that it just made sense to give the role to triple h so i think this is a great move for wwe and i understand why people are so happy within titan towers yeah for sure i mean triple h is someone that a lot of talent whenever you hear backstage reports about Triple H's sort of uh, relationship with the talent, it is always incredibly positive. People are also incredibly positive about Stephanie McMahon. Now, let's say, for example, Vince McMahon has to step down and he actually leaves WWE, in which case you would be left with Stephanie McMahon as the CEO and Triple H as head of talent relations. Now, whether they get whether in that case they get rid of Bruce Pritchard because he's not a he's a Vince guy and he's not a, he's not a them guy. Um, but if that's the case, then the the sort of the feeling in WWE between just between talent might just kind of be the highest it's ever been. The morale might just go up to a point where we which we just it's pretty much unrecognizable. Um, especially in recent memory. I mean, you've got at the top, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon, and there's, there might be some people in the back who aren't that fond of her, but generally it sounds like she is popular. Triple H is definitely a popular figure in the back. Now, 
I don't know. I just, I don't know what this means. I don't, I don't know whether this means anything has changed with the Vince situation. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it has. I know lots of, it's, it sounds like lots of places are sort of preparing stories on Vince. Um, I mean, do you think that this is anything significant has happened or is this si- simply a situation where they've gone, oh, well, Bruce really cannot do every single job because Bruce Pritchard is very much a yes man in the eyes of a lot of people and he will just do whatever Vince tells him to do. Um, but do you reckon they just realised maybe Bruce Pritchard can't do 14 jobs at once and maybe we need someone in who can do that and Triple H was an obvious choice, especially as, I'm not saying it's nepotism because he's obviously got such a history in uh, in wrestling and lots of people like him, but now that Stephanie McMahon is the interim uh, CEO, do you think this is a... A Stephanie appointment or is this a everyone decided that this was the best thing best for business yeah I think it's more the latter that everybody kind of saw that you know Bruce Richard he can't wear that many hats and like I said he doesn't enjoy that role like you already have him as the executive director and that's why when you know this whole situation has happened with Vince McMahon you know everybody said that the Stephanie McMahon becoming the interim CEO and chairwoman that was more of a cosmetic thing and triple you could kind of see that Vince McMahon still had his strings that he was pulling with in that even with Stephanie in the interim CEO position. And that's why I say if Vince is going to step down from head of creative, it's going to be Bruce Richard that kind of takes that role because that's another cosmetic thing where Vince will still be able to pull the strings. Cause like you just said, Bruce Richard is a yes man and he's going to have Vince in his ear, regardless of Vince in the position or not with the talent relations role. I think that this was maybe a collective decision by the company that just was like, well, triple H has a fantastic relationship with everyone involved. Bruce Richard doesn't want to do this role. This is the perfect person to kind of take on the role maybe the reason why you know they they waited and they let uh you know bruce take over when john laranitis went on administrative administrative leave is they wanted to make sure with triple h because he had all that health scare last year with yeah. the cardiac uh you know arrest then they wanted to ease him back into things and not you know give him the biggest role possible and a role that he's been prepping for for all these years since about like what 2008 he was like in creative and then 2011 mm-hmm. He kind of took on the role of talent relations. So he's been doing this for well over a decade now. So this is a position that he is well equipped for. It's similar in the same fashion to Stephanie McMahon. That's a position CEO and chairwoman that she's been prepping for for pretty much her whole life <laughs> and triple h i think that this is just the perfect role and that's why everybody is very excited about this because the talent love him everyone in titan towers loves him this is the perfect person to be the liaison between the talent and management and you've got to wonder i guess whether there will be a sort of tinfoil hat brigade which is perhaps wondering uh if this is a Vince McMahon move, whether he, whether he is now feeling threatened to the point where he's thinking, I've got to get as much of my immediate family into the highest positions possible. We've already got Stephanie at the top. I mean, I, don't, I can't see Shane coming back right now, but then again, the last couple of months have been completely insane, so you never know what could happen. Having Triple H and, and Stephanie McMahon and arguably two of the big, well, certainly I would say two of the top five biggest positions in the entire company. I guess Nick Khan and and uh, and Bruce Pritchard probably occupy the others. But do you think there will be some people who who might be wondering whether this is a Vince McMahon move? Yeah, they're definitely going to be looking for Vince's fingerprints all over this because this is kind of Vince kind of laying out the foundation for what's going to happen when the investigation is over. And immediately when the press release came out and we saw the quote from Vince McMahon, I felt like that quote was more of less like preparing himself for everything. When Stephanie took on the interim CEO and chairwoman position, I was like, is this a move for now or is this a move to make it a smooth transition for when the whole investigation comes out because we had the one three million dollar you know allegation then we had the big one with four people for 12 million dollars more is going to come out of this you now got hbo real sports doing an investigation on it and wanting to interview these actual women which is going to be 
horrible for WWE's PR. So mm. I yeah, I think you can put on your tinfoil hat and kind of see the fingerprints of Visick Man kind of prepping things for what's gonna happen in the next couple of months. Yeah, I mean and from a personal standpoint, I I can't see Vince stepping down no matter what comes out of this. Um but that's not to say he won't be forced out of office, basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean I, I know that I know that the board can sort of hold a vote and they can push him push him out of office, but I, I cannot see Vince McMahon personally going, yes, I take full responsibility for my actions. I've, I'm in the wrong, especially what we've seen in the last few weeks of him coming out on TV going, hello, everyone, and the entire crowd sort of so, like soaking it up, like sort of praising him because he'll see that and go, look, the, the, the fans, the loyal fans, they still love me. And if you... Let's let and there's a, there's a there's a huge portion of WWE fans who don't read wrestling news, and while they may be aware of something happening, they aren't aware of exactly what's gone on. And to a lot of people, unfortunately, even what he's been accused of isn't a big deal when it it absolutely should be, but to a lot of people, it isn't a big deal. Now, I hope. I, I think it is time for him to leave. I, I would like him personally to step down. This is this is a personal opinion. This is not the wrestle talk opinion, although I know other people share it. Um, but do you are you do you think that this time next year, for example, Vince McMahon will still be in charge of WWE? And if so, will anything have changed? Like you said, you know, not everyone is you know aware of Vince McMahon's history. So when you, but when you do know Vince McMahon's history, I don't think any of these allegations very much surprise anybody. The thing that would surprise everyone is if he actually steps down. So that's why anytime I've been asked this question since these allegations started, I was like, I don't see a world where Vince McMahon is completely you know away from wwe unless he passed away i think that was and that's been my answer for well over a decade now that Vince man will finally step away from wwe when he is like physically unable to that's the only way i could see it happening so yeah it's that's the, sadly i agree with you that um that yeah the right move is to remove him from head of creative and maybe you know for now call it an administrative leave of absence maybe you can make that kind of another smooth transition mm. into him being kind of pushed aside because that's the right move with all these allegations being you know being shown and then especially the coercion i mean that whole thing with the with another wrestler, I don't understand how he can be head of creative when he's done that to a wrestler. How can he work directly with the wrestlers when that's been involved? And that's one of the allegations here. So, yeah, the right move, I think, as a company as a whole and a PR decision is to remove him from that position. But I don't see it happening. No. And I mean, we must stress, of course, innocent until proven otherwise yes. like these we nothing has come out to say he absolutely did this there's just i think there's a lot of damning evidence uh we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll put it that way like we're not going to say vincent and definitely did all these things because we, we we can't make those that kind of decision there isn't there's an investigation underway um however i forgot to say at the start that if you would like to give, share your thoughts on this topic or any wrestling topics of the week or anything you just want to tell us about uh, you can do so. Head to wrestletalk.com forward slash support and we will read out any chats over five US dollars um, at the end of the show. So you can do that throughout the show. We, you can talk to us about absolutely anything. Um, what I did say earlier was that I was going to read out the uh, WWE statement on the matter. Um, now, uh, this was about an hour ago now where they simply released a very, very short statement. Um, you'd have thought that something like this might might be a long statement, but it's really not. It literally is. WWE Today announced that effective immediately, Paul Levesque will resume his executive position as EVP of Talent Relations. And then a quote from Triple H says, uh, I look forward to returning to my prior position as head of Talent Relations. I'm healthy, fired up, and ready to take charge. Now, I think the, one of the key parts of that is, of course, that he's saying he is healthy. Now, as you mentioned earlier, we had that health scare last year, 
as was described as a cardiac event and was described by many news sources as actually an incredibly serious uh, situation where there were fears that he could die. Um, he has since gone on record uh, and an interview um, last year. Was it last year? Was it end of last year? I believe it was end of last year or early this year. I believe it was earlier this year with Steve. Time, Smith. time is, yeah, yeah time is, yeah. is is whatever. But uh, so he he and he's he's done an interview to say that he very very nearly died and he is now fitted with a defibrillator. So when we heard a couple of a uh, few weeks ago that he was back in NXT to at the not back at NXT but back at the performance center telling people he was back, it was fantastic to hear. Now this is even better news. Uh, because it means yeah. that he has—he now feels personally, and I don't, I don't. Triple H doesn't strike me as someone who would rush into a situation like this. And he seems an incredibly sensible man. So I'm—it's great to hear that he is back um, in in this position. And I mean, personally, I'm thrilled uh, for him, for his family, um, and I—I I wonder what it's going to do, for example, to releases in the future. Because whenever there is a bunch of releases in WWE, you always hear, oh, they all received a call or they received a text or they received an email from John Laurinaitis saying, basically, budget cuts. Do you think, now that Stephanie McMahon is in charge, now that Triple H is head of talent relations and is his job, if there are going to be any releases, to do the releasing, to actually speak to talent, do you think the process is going to change? Or do you think it's going to be exactly the same as it always has been? Or, and even if it is very similar to how it always has been, will Triple H handle it in a more, let's say, ethical manner? Yeah, I would have to think yes, because we have evidence that he has kind of done different releases in a different type of way. You've had, you know, several stars that have been released talk about Triple H, you know, calling them on the phone and having that conversation with him. More importantly, you had the whole Samoa Joe situation where he was he was released from the company and then he texts uh, Triple H to be like, you know, thank you for everything. And Triple H immediately called him like, nope, we're, we're getting you back in the Door. We're getting you back over here because mm. I need you. If we're not going to need you on the main roster for commentary, I need you in NXT to be a part of my team, to be a part of recruitment. And then eventually that led to Samoa Joe becoming, I guess he was the enforcer for the GM and then eventually yeah. come back into the ring. So you can see already that Triple H has a closer relationship with the the stars, with the talent than John Laronitis from all 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 evidence that we've heard he's ever had with talent in general i think triple h knows how to you know work around and communicate with them a lot better yes i'm not saying that there's not going to be budget cuts because this is wwe if they need to kind of crunch the numbers and nick khan makes that decision that we need to cut you know x y and z maybe he'll eventually realize that they have a whole nxt uk i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's gonna happen there and but i think that triple h is the type of person that can be that filter and be able to communicate it a little bit better than john laronitis has done over the past year yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, John Lawrence, all of the reports that have come out since John Laurinaitis went on administrative leave are that talent were not upset at this at all. And in fact, it seems like a lot of people are relieved to see the back of him. Now, his job is not, I mean, not to say that his job is an easy one. Absolutely not. Like, they're working as head of talent relations in a wrestling company, especially a wrestling company like WWE, which is unfortunately known for releasing lots of talent, not having perhaps the most ethical business practices or sort of being um, friendly when it, when it decides that people need to need to be released is not an easy job. However, it seems like despite that, there was still a lot of animosity towards John Laurinaitis. Now having triple H, I think is going to be a massive morale boost, as I've said before. Um, and I just think, I just think it's going to be a really, really positive move for WWE sort of just going into the next five, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is, having Triple H who, and I'm not saying, obviously John Laurinaitis was a wrestler himself. He, 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 had a, yeah. he, had a, he had a career, but Triple H is such a WWE guy and he is so well respected for his, not just his time in the ring, but his time 
like out of the ring, his time creating NXT, making NXT the black and gold brand anyway, which is which is the NXT that I mean a lot of people know and love and still wish it, it was. He's got that kind of like he's got desirable baggage. That that yeah. is what you want from someone who you are basically that's the guy you want to go to. Now let's. I, I'm not. I don't know. I've never worked with John Laurinaitis, but I got the impression that people didn't want to talk to him, or didn't feel like they could go to him with anything, because him and Bruce Pritchard are such Vince McMahon guys that I don't know. Maybe you would worry that if you said, "Oh, John, I'm not very happy about something," that he goes then straight to Vince, goes, "They've been moaning about this." And then they're like, you, so maybe you don't feel comfortable doing that. However, I feel like you would be, you feel more comfortable going to Triple H because he, while he's your boss, he's also like a, a, a sort of a father figure, a friend figure. Now, it just, I don't know. It just feels like that's where you'd, you'd want to work there now. Yeah. A lot I think more it's than gonna, you would previously. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to give people kind of that, you know, extra boost that they need to kind of speak up if they have an issue, if they need time off, I think they're going to feel more comfortable going to triple H than anyone else. I think if triple H wasn't in this position, I think he would still kind of be a communication factor for the, the talent to kind of tell him things that would go to John Laronitis if he was still in this position. So I think it is going to, you know, empower a lot of the uh, stars because they view Triple H as this legend, as this hero, as this mentor in a lot of ways. And like I said, a lot of the talent, when you look up and down the roster, all of them came through NXT. So they've had to deal with Triple H directly. And we've had, you know, superstars who are not with WWE. Uh, for example, more recently, uh, EC3 did an interview and he was like, you know, Vizic Man, he didn't see the leader that we've all heard about in the past to him. He said that to him, quote unquote, he was a feeble old man. But with Triple H, he had a much better like leadership position and he felt that leadership immediately in the way he communicated with them, in the way that he dealt with the other superstars. I do have a question for you, though, because we just talked about how Bruce Richard, you know, couldn't handle both positions as, you know, executive director of creative and, you know, talent relations, head of talent relations. Do you think that Triple H taking this position is, is WWE's way of preventing him from taking the role of head of creative if Vince McMahon has to step back or step down in some way? Oh, I mean, possibly. It, it, it could absolutely be that. Um, I mean, I, what I was going to suggest uh, was, what does this mean for people like Paul Heyman? So Paul Heyman, obviously Paul Heyman was was the executive director of of Raw or SmackDown, which it was SmackDown, Raw. wasn't it? Yeah. Was it no, Raw? Raw. Okay, it was Raw. Eric Bischoff. Eric for like Bischoff. A yeah. Was now SmackDown. You, you got to wonder if Vince steps down, there is someone like if it's not going to be Triple H, what about Paul, like someone like Paul Heyman? Because if Vince steps down, then he's not caught. Like he might, he might still find a way to do it, but he is technically not supposed to be calling the shots anymore. So does that open up positions to people who aren't Vince McMahon? Yes, Ben, like Paul Heyman, because obviously Paul Heyman is very valuable to WWE, but it's clear that he has different ideas of what is what is a good wrestling show in 2022. I mean, we saw the guys that Paul Heyman tried to push when he became executive director of Raw. We saw Alistair Black getting a push. Uh, we saw Ricochet being pushed. We saw all these kind of smaller, but clearly incredibly talented guys being pushed. And having watched Triple H in charge of NXT, that's the kind of guy he wouldn't want to push as well. Obviously, there are, there's, there's space for the monsters, there's space for the seven-foot-three giants, and there's space for the, the, for the kind of body guys. But... If Triple H, for example, is head of talent create, uh, is head of uh, sorry, is head of talent relations, and you've got someone like Paul Heyman in charge of creative, that's an incredibly exciting duo for me. Yeah. Now, like, like the, uh, in response to your question, it could be that I don't. You'd like to think WWE aren't thinking that far ahead, but knowing them as we do, it could absolutely be what they're doing. It could be that Vince McMahon 
has seen what Triple H was doing in NXT. He's gone, I don't like that, we'll change it. And now, now it's, I would say, a lot of people would say objectively a worse TV show and a worse product. Um, but it's, it's got Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it. Um, so I don't think that that's what they're doing, but it could absolutely be, it could now be a hurdle for Triple H if he ever wanted, if, if Vince left and he was like, well, actually, I'd quite like to, to put my name in the hat for that position, you could see it being given to to Bruce Pritchard. Um, or, I don't know, maybe they bring in someone else. Maybe Nick Khan fancies a, fancies a go at creative. I don't, I don't, like, I don't know if there are other names within the world of wrestling who WWE would go, okay, well, Vince is gone and we need someone who can run creative. Like, in my mind, as soon as I hear that, I go Paul Heyman. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like I very much enjoyed Paul Heyman's Monday night raw a lot better than what we got afterwards. I felt like, you know, Paul Heyman in a lot of ways was him in like in the creative role. It was one of the casualties of the pandemic era because, you know, Vince was able to kind of look at everything and say, well, I don't want this this way. I want Bruce over here. I want Bruce to, you know, be the executive director for both shows because then I have my hands in the cookie jar for both shows. I'm still the head of creative. And now I have my number one yes man in that position that is kind of the filter to what I want to, you know, have done on both shows. So I felt like, you know, Paul Heyman was so crucial to, you know, Ricochet getting a push, Aleister Black, but he also looked out for what Vince would want in like guys like Riddick Moss, Mad Cat Moss. Like mm. we saw the promo on SmackDown last week where he t- he said the truth. He was like, you got your first break because of me. I put the 24-7 title on you. I was pushing you. I put you on Monday Night Raw, your first time on the main roster. That was all because of me. And that was the truth. He really did yeah. that. And he also gave the opportunity and called up, uh, you know, Austin Theory. And he was a big component in bringing the Street Profits to the main roster. So we still see kind of his fingerprints of what he wanted to bring to Monday Night Raw on the main roster right now. And, you know, the Street Profits, I think we we already are hearing the rumors about Montez Ford being one of those future stars. So those are three future stars that Vince is seeing some big stuff in in the future that Paul Heyman brought. So Paul Heyman in creative makes me actually excited. It makes me much more excited than even a change to TV 14. I I saw everybody get excited about that, but I much rather if it is going to be TV 14, Paul Heyman is the perfect person to be the head of creative if it's TV 14. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I think we've probably uh, said as much as we could say on this. I will just remind people what the story is. It's that uh, Triple H has been made and announced as the new EVP of Talent Relations, replacing John Laurinaitis in that role. I guess also replacing Bill, uh, Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard has not left the company, um, but he will no longer be in charge of that role. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We will go through some ultra chats about this topic uh, right now, and then we will discuss the typical topic we were originally going to discuss because some people may have come to hear us talk about that. Uh, first of all, uh, on the Triple H News, Mayor of Painsville Dan said, Hello, Andy. Hello, SB3. You're fantastic, fantastic people. So wonderful to have you two in the show today. Triple H has done an incredible job back then in regards to backstage morale and hiring. May it continue. He is fantastic in that position. And yet, Dan makes a good point in terms of hiring as well. Now, WWE in the past has made a bit of a, a bit of a habit of hiring everyone they possibly can in sort of possibly to, to, to take them away from other companies. Um, their current sort of goal, it seems, is to look at more college athletes who they can turn from sort of – they can make them make stars themselves and then go, oh, this is a WWE guy. Um, I don't know whether that's a, a, a very subtle dig at perhaps AEW going, oh, look, well, they've taken all our guys, but we're making stars in WWE. Now, they are still looking. Like, there was a report, I think, believe, in the, in the Observer newsletter, or from the Observer, at least, uh, that while they are looking mainly at college stars and track athletes and, and wrestlers, obviously we had... Um, uh, Gable Stevenson coming up and yeah. uh, his brother Bobby Stevenson is uh, Damon Kemp in NXT apparently is very very high on him behind the scenes but they are they will still be looking at kind of independence um, and you've got to think that that's something that Triple H would want to try and sort of promote as well yeah he's got to want to kind of get that that was what changed kind of the wrestling style for WWE and the reason why we have guys like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, you know, in prime positions as like main eventers and it's improved overall. Like you, no matter what happens on the week to week television with raw and SmackDown, you know, when a pay-per-view a premium live event, as they call it happens, they have the roster that can always deliver great matches. And a lot of that comes down to a bunch of the stars that they recruited from from the independent scene. And I, I, I've also said in the past that WWE really, you know, they want to make their own stars, but you are more likely to be treated like a star if you've made your name outside of it. And mm. they just recently signed like Logan Paul. You know, you've seen the treatment of Ronda Rousey since she's come to WWE. And even when you look at Brock Lesnar, yes, Brock Lesnar was a huge star for them in 2002 to 2014. But it was going to UFC and becoming a huge star there that has made mm. him their prominent guy since he's returned. So I think it's a little bit of both that WWE wants. But having a name on the independent scene seems to kind of catch the attention of Triple H the most. So I think it is is going to improve kind of the hiring of who they bring in into the company and thinking thinking sort of further down the line i mean if you are let's say an aw guy who might not be as happy as as you'd want to be in aw or it, you're getting towards the end of your contract let's say this is in, in in two years three years time and you wait you're weighing up your options and you look at wwe let's say vince isn't there anymore and the people in charge are stephanie mcmahon triple h to me that's a much more kind of attractive proposition. Like, yeah. I would, like, oh, would you like to work under Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis? Or would you like to work under Stephanie McMahon and Triple H? They're, to me, that's an absolute no-brainer. I would rather do that. And if there are guys like MJF, for example, who are already wondering or considering a move to WWE once their AEW contracts expire, could we see a lot more people now joining WWE from AEW because of the change of management? 
Yeah, because they've been a, and a lot of guys that maybe have gone through WWE and then gone to AEW will be looking back now like, well, my main reason why I wanted to go to AEW because I thought the grass was greener on the other side. I preferred working for someone like Tony that's a genuine wrestling fan than Visick Man that kind of doesn't have his finger on the pulse as much as he's done in the past. You look at Triple H and Stephanie and you're going to be like, well, I feel like they have their finger on the pulse so it makes it more tantalizing and for a guy like MJF, who's already kind of, you know, disgruntled in AEW, he's going to be looking at Triple H as one of his, you know, inspirations, one of his mm. heroes. He's a genuine wrestling fan from since he was young. So he's going to look at Triple H and be like, that's the guy I want to talk to. And we've even, we've even heard it from the EVPs of All Elite Wrestling, Young yeah. Bucks and Kenny Omega said Triple H was the best guy that they talked to. And the only reason they even considered going to WWE before AEW started. So yeah, Triple H is going to make the grass look much greener on the other side for AEW guys. Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, we will, we'll do some more, we'll do some more, uh, ultra chats. If you would like to ultra chat, uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. You can ultra chat us about anything you like. Uh, Ten Ruzza has donated to say, Evolution is a mystery full of change that no one sees. Clock makes a fool of history. Just in case you've forgotten, let me tell you uh, just in the who the hell I am. So good to see the shift in semi-power. Just needs Steph permanent and Heyman on creative. That's exactly what we said. Um, Valab uh, Mamidipudi uh, has been a member for 15 months in a row. Well done. I can't clap while I'm holding this. Um, fantastic news, he says. Truly happy for all the talent in the company. There's no one on the payroll who'd do the job better anyway. Absolutely correct. Uh, Tenraza again says, we need Jeremy Borash. Heyman doing creative under Hunter as well. HBK is then put solely in charge of NXT. I think NXT UK being fused into NXT and shutting down the UK branch would be better and more streamlined. I don't know what this means for Shane O'Mac. I don't know what it means for Shane O'Mac either. Um, obviously, there was, uh, well, what WWE or at least Vince McMahon saw as a bit of an attitude problem, uh, a bit of a wanting to put himself too much in the main event, wanting to give himself the limelight. But, um, I mean, do you, do you see Shane coming back, even if it's somewhere down the line? Uh, maybe down the line, because, you know, if this was a question back in like 2011, 2012, I would say no. And then he came back in 2016. So I'm not mm. going to say no, that he can probably come back in the future. And we've even seen him come back since that whole falling out happened. He was backstage at WrestleMania this year. I mean, we haven't seen him, you know, back on camera, but he has been kind of he, you know, tiptoeing himself back into the fold. But I mean, I always viewed uh, Shane McMahon as like the the son who who could have like went to like the the college of the dad. He had a yeah. nice house ready for him, and he decided to sell cigarettes by the highway. And like he's like, and every like you you could just see how Vince treats uh, Shane McMahon by how he says happy birthday to him compared yeah. to WWE superstars. That tells happy you. Birthday. how Hey, Shane. Um, Ari F. Uh, Handhoko says, Hey guys, thanks for the news. If we refer to different wrestlers' testimony towards Triple H, I'm sure this is heading into a better direction for the wrestlers. Now, I don't understand this next bit. You can probably explain. Uh, SP3, you had your Joe Gacy face when agreeing with Andy, and I wonder why. Cheers from Japan. Is it well, Joe Gacy is all well, I know about who, inclusion. I know who that is, yeah and acceptance and i accepted mm. everything that andy had to say so that's might have been why i had my joe gacy you know face right okay got it got it and uh before we get on to the next topic uh we will do this final one from tenra's again so thank you so much uh does triple h change how things are dealt with sasha and naomi uh does it make mjf in 2024 even more of a possibility now as to where he goes uh will people like roddy strong want to stay and gargano want to get back interesting lads we don't care about roman brock we'll discuss it anyway um yeah i mean you made lots of really good points i, I mean i think yeah. sasha and naomi are probably gone now um it looks very much like they are but as we said yeah absolutely makes the trip the mjf situation more interesting and it could absolutely make people like johnny gargano want to come back i mean if if, if you get a text from Triple H saying, hey, Johnny, I know you probably were going to go to AEW, but I'm in charge 
now. Would you like to come back to WWE and I'll make sure that you are, I don't know, you, you have a, a headline match at next year's WrestleMania? Because that's one of those things that, that Johnny Gargano has said in an interview since he left was, I still want to wrestle at WrestleMania. Now, and there's a lot of people, like there will be people in AW who are, are, who are diehard AW guys. But if you give them a chance to wrestle at WrestleMania under Triple H's sort of tutelage and, and kind of influence, then that's going to be a lot more enticing now. Yeah, most definitely. I've, I've always felt like Johnny Gargano, if he is going to return to wrestling, it is going to be in WWE because he's always said there's so many things that he wants to accomplish on the main roster, not just, you know, being at WrestleMania. He wants to be Intercontinental Championship. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't understand because the Intercontinental Championship hasn't been defended on a WWE premium, premium live event since WrestleMania 37, but he still wants it. He, it that was something that he grew up watching. That's the workhorse title. So he still wants to achieve that. He still wants to have a match at WrestleMania. I think Johnny Gargano seeing Triple H there and Triple H being the person he directly talks to about coming back in a main roster role. I think that's much more, you know, realistic that he's going to come back to WWE. The Sasha Naomi was the one that kind of caught my, made me kind of interested because Sasha does have a really good relationship with Triple H. That was kind of Papa H when she was in NXT. So, Mm -hmm maybe and i and i've said this on other platforms and i'll say it here i think sasha banks is going to take a couple of years away from wwe and i think that the fact that she can rebuild her brand i don't think she's automatically going to go to aew but she can get roles in hollywood you know do do different different business ventures and that's going to look better for wwe regardless of where their relationship is at right now i think wwe will treat sasha banks 1000 percent better if she rebuilds her brand and becomes a star outside of the WWE bubble. So Triple H being there might be the bridge that they need. Absolutely. Um, We will, do you know what? We'll we'll talk just for a couple of minutes about, uh, about the, the, the Brock and Roman stuff. Um, But I've seen a couple of people asking on the Friday podcast, there is always a team name. Now there's Pete and Denise, which is team Penice. We've got team Danuke. We've got team. What's Adam's one? I don't even know. D- Dadam team. Den. Dead. Dendam. Anyway, and I was wondering what our team name is, and I realised that it's obviously um, Team Spandex. I love uh, it. There you go. So SP and there you go. So uh, that clears that up. Uh, I made this. I made this just before we started. Uh, we look very happy to be in spandex. Um, I, I was here for a few minutes behind the scenes and I was wondering what you were doing too because I saw I saw you in the background looking oh, very right, concentrated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, is he is he like working on the thumbnail or something? <laughs> yeah, I was, I wasn't. This, this, this is what I was working on. Um, uh, who, uh, yeah, Amanda, I, I had time to make that, it, it took me. <laughs> It took me five or six seconds. Was I will remove it. There you go. Uh, don't worry. I won't put anything else stupid on the screen. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Oh, sorry, Pete. I, I clicked it accidentally. We, what we were going to talk about, uh, we'll talk about it for five minutes before we do the rest of the Super Chats and get out of here. Uh, Brock versus Roman. Now, uh, are you excited? Were you excited when this match was announced a few weeks ago? And the real question is, do you think that this is ruining WWE TV? Because the report came out today in the, in the Observer Newsletter that WWE are deliberately, for whatever reason, not booking these guys on the same show in the build to what they think the, the second biggest wrestling show of the year, like undeniably is the second biggest wrestling show of the entire year. No matter whether you like the Royal Rumble, I guess that's probably the third, but it's baffling to me that they are deliberately doing this. First of all, they are saying, no, we don't want Roman and Brock on the same show when they are, when it is your main event for SummerSlam. And because Roman's got both belts, yes, that's that, that's fine. Roman's got both belts, but for me, what it's doing is it's it's kind of 
it means that no one else can become a star until this match is over with. And if, if Brock's coming back to win, I don't know where you go from there, but if Brock's coming back to lose, that's just Brock coming back to lose. And so what, like, is, is that, so that's, is that him for a while? Uh, because you've, you've had him lose at WrestleMania and you go, Brock, can you come back and lose again at SummerSlam? Now, Brock always feels like the kind of guy who will be able to come back and be like, oh, but I'm Brock Lesnar. But if you just keep feeding into Roman Reigns and then he just loses, then it, it feels like, why couldn't you've just, why couldn't you've just built someone else? And they had people, they had people that they could have gone with in this route. Like, you know, instead of doing the stipulation for Riddle before his one match with Roman Reigns, he could have replaced, you know, Randy Orton and continued his story of going after the bloodline. Seth Rollins, you had a perfectly good Seth Rollins sitting right there. The guy that is the only person that Roman Reigns hasn't defeated in this title run. He lost to him by disqualification at the Royal Rumble. You could have ran it back at SummerSlam. I still think to this day that Seth Rollins should have just turned babyface after the Cody Rose matchup, and he could have been on the road to verse Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. There were so many other options. I feel like they just pushed the panic button way too fast. They was like, well, Cody's out. Well, Randy's out. We have no one. Brock Lesnar. Let's just call yeah. up Brock. Push, we'll get push have the Brock, Brock. Lesnar button. It'll be fine. It, I mean, do you, do you think the theory's cashing in? Straight afterwards, do you think that they're going to be so like they're going to be so beat up that he comes down and and just sort of I don't know I don't know if he pins them for if he pins Roman Reigns or the winner of the match does he get both belts I mean I don't I don't know how that'll work I, I I'm guessing so because it they've kind of gotten to the point with this build because they've kept Brock and Roman separated and used theory so much they kind of have to have him cash in because they have talked about him nonstop in this whole buildup about him cashing in he's gonna get involved that he is kind of like the third most important person in this whole buildup that's supposed to be about Brock and Roman having their last match, last man standing. I made the joke that it's a best of seven between Brock and Roman yeah. because this is their seventh singles match. So this is the, the seventh and final, this is the conclusion of the series. The, the, this is the longest seven game series in the history of sports and entertainment. So they, they have built it like that, but they've also built it on the back of Theory cashing in. I don't think Theory's going to cash in successfully. I can't realistically see a world where Theory cashes in and pins Brock Lesnar. I can't see a world where he cashes in and pins Roman Reigns. So they're literally building this whole thing around Theory cashing in and potentially losing. But, but what's, the, what's the point? What's the point of that? That doesn't do anything for anyone. It makes him look like an idiot. Like, you saw what that did for like Baron Corbin. Like, oh, great. Baron Corbin immediately lost the briefcase. Yes, that he had been in a bit of sort of like he had a bit of a heat backstage beforehand. But like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, ha I can only see him winning the belts and then dropping them. Yeah, like, he, like, he can win both belts. Roman takes some time out until, I mean, SummerSlam. And then you've got Survivor Series, your next big show. And that's not until, what, November. So this and Roman Roman has signed a contract with fewer dates on it. So have Theory win it. I don't know. Cody comes back, beats Theory in a, at the Saudi show or whatever, wins one of the belts, and like give Theory that run, make him like one of the youngest WWE champions of all time. Um, I just feel like that's a better way of doing it. Yes, I don't want to see Roman lose, but I don't feel like Roman versus The Rock, if that's the direction they're going for for next year, needs the title. Brock doesn't need to be in WWE at the moment. Like He can come back at w whenever he wants, and it'll still feel like a big deal because it's Brock Lesnar. So, I don't know. It, I can't see any way that this will go well, but I think the better way is still for Theory to win. And like... Roman, in terms of betting odds, is the massive favorite to, to win this. And obviously, smart money will, may, may come in close to the time, but you've got to think Roman Reigns is winning this. Otherwise, I feel like his reign is massively tarnished. You just have him, if you have him lose clean to Brock Lesnar, unless, we've, unless there is some kind of 
I'm trying to think of a way that they can have Brock win without it being dumb. Like, I don't know. The Rock comes back. The Rock comes back, interferes, the Usos side with The Rock, and then everyone turns on Roman. And then The Rock doesn't appear until, next, until WrestleMania. I, I, I can't see a way of doing this that is, that is intelligent or... It, they've, he, Roman has been booked so strong, which isn't a bad thing, but he's been booked to the point where any loss is going to feel really weird right now. Yeah, because like I felt like months ago, it was like we had so many people we thought could beat Roman. So to have him then Brock Lesnar be the person to end the reign. And, you know, we saw the news earlier today that Mattel has put out this new Brock figure with both title belts. I'm not reading too much into that. No, I'm not reading too much into it either. But it does make you think like WWE and Vince McMahon is the type to say, Oh, everyone thinks Brock, uh, Roman's gonna win, so let's let's fool them, let's swerve them all, and have Brock get the win. This would be such a waste of the past what seven hundred days, two years that this man has held the Universal Championship. That is all gonna a- end at the hands of Brock Lesnar, but. I think the worst option in that is that all of this will end for the theory, the the selfie guy. Like if this yeah. is theory, who was you know the the Austin theory that I saw in Evolve all those years ago. The first person that I ever interviewed in person was Austin Theory when he was a part of Evolve. I imagine he'll mention me, that when if he yeah, wins the belt. Of course, he's going to be like, thank you to SP3 for always you know, being behind me and never looking me up on Google. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I have heard him say all the things that he wanted to achieve. And this is one of his biggest dreams is to win the WWE championship. But the way they have presented him on television, he does not feel like a main eventer at all. At all, he does not feel like the guy that should end this Roman Reigns run. Like Braun Breaker on NXT 2.0, for all the things we say about NXT 2.0, he feels more worthy than Theory to be the guy to end this Roman Reigns run. So it just would feel like a, a yeah. It, 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 he's he doesn't feel and putting my WWE hat on. He doesn't feel like a mainstream enough name to be a champion right now. It is a last man standing match. We've got to remember it is a last man standing match, which absolutely opens up a lot more opportunities. Like Roman and Brock take a huge fall off whatever they want. And then theory pins one or the other. That is a way of protecting the guys. Like, like let's say they fall off something huge. Uh, like, okay. Fancy booking. Brock pushes Roman off something massive. Roman is 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 sort of lying there and before brock can climb down theory runs out cashes in and pins him like that's a, that's the sort of thing you can absolutely see them doing now i don't know whether that makes any better but at least it kind of protects like it is a smart gimmick match to have if you're going to pin one of the two top guys in your company well, they can run it back two things in this last man standing match. The first ever last man standing match between The Rock and Mankind, it ended in a draw. So they can do a draw here. They can do they can do I don't want to do, I, I don't want to draw. But but that's gonna make people think that the storyline is isn't down. there for a draw. Like is that, it, <laughs> no, it's not. It would be it would be it would be AJ do. Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura WrestleMania. Oh, he got kicked in the penis. Ah, uh, okay. Right, yeah, and it, it it will feel like such a sort of anticlimax. It will be. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I'd rather theory came out to be honest. Um, and then, like I say, you can have theory lose to two two guys you actually want. Like have theory booked on the same night twice, and then he can lose. Yeah. He doesn't look as bad. Like let's, let's say he puts in a really good performance in his first match against Cody Rhodes, for example, and then. As a, as a babyface winning the belt, like as a, he loses the WWE Championship to Cody Rhodes, he then has to defend the Universal Championship in the same night against a heel. Um, loses that, but that's almost like a maybe a, a sort of like a turn for him as well. He can be the kind of the, the guy who really tried to hold on to his belts, but but failed. So there are ways of doing this well, but I I, I doubt whether they'll do them that way. Yeah, I, I, I'm just now thinking that that's what WWE is going to do, though. Now, 
now I'm I'm putting in my own head that WWE is gonna have Brock and Roman do a, a ring breaking the superplex off the top and the ring's gonna break because that's how Roman remember the ring broke when Roman first won the Universal yeah. Championship so the ring breaks they both don't answer the count of ten then we hear Theory's music come out he comes out and then Bro- and then Roman beats him. And that's how he successfully defends the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. That's how you have Brock, you protect Brock Lesnar so he doesn't just come back for a loss. And you have Roman Reigns end the night with both titles and he actually beats them. I, I uh, put it in my own head. I'm sorry. I hope not. So I don't get more sad. Uh, we will uh, do our last ultra chats before we get out of here. Uh, if you would like to send a last minute ultra chat, you've got a couple of minutes. It is wrestletalk.com forward slash support and we will read out any donation over $5. Uh, Mr. Kajili, Mr. CJ, CJ Lilly says, Hey gang, I just wanted to ask your opinion on the latest Bray tease and what you thought it could mean. I think you could return to team with Edge and Ray against Judgment Day. If Dom turns on Ray, when when Rhea comes back, Alexa can join Bray again, reunite them. I mean, the Triple H stuff could 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 entice Bray. I, I don't think so right now. I think Bray Wyatt is being Bray Wyatt, which is just deeply confusing. Um, I think I think he's having a lot of fun. There's kind of kind of in- exciting people, and the more he does it, the more excited, and the more and the more kind of his eventual return to wherever he goes, that'll be great. Um, but I, I don't, I can't see him. I can't see him returning to be part of a trio to face judgment day. That feels, that feels you'd want him to return in, in a more marquee spot, whether it's for AW or for WWE or for whoever he wants, whoever he goes to next. Yeah. I, I think if Bray Wyatt does return to wrestling, it is going to be for WWE, but I do think you're right that he's just trying to draw up some buzz around his name. And that's why just the little, the littlest thing he could do is change his Twitter bio. It gets people talking. It creates all these headlines and it gets people excited about the possibility of him coming back, but him coming back to verse the judgment day, which has kind of been such a flat, stable since they got rid of edge for some reason that i still don't understand he was holding them back even though he brought them together i don't understand that still don't but i don't feel like that's the type of big return that he would want with all the buzz and it being it being over a year since he was released from wwe and at that time triple h was in talent relations so i don't think triple h's return is that kind of that bridge to get over for them the same way that i do for someone like a sasha banks yeah no you're right uh another one from mr cj lily says by the way my cat was attacking me which is why i moved back um i feel after her interviews where she said uh bray uh wanted her can continue sorry wanted her to continue her the character and alexa doing nothing right now the return of the twisted union could be epic and on that note it shows how broken creative a versatile person like alexa has nothing yeah uh, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that Bray would want that. I don't think that worked for him. I like. I know. I know people enjoyed it, but I think it, it did go a bit, a bit far for me personally. Um, it is a shame that Alexa hasn't had a lot to do. Um, however, I, I really like Bianca Belair, and I think she's a great champion. Um, having her face Becky Lynch at SummerSlam where obviously all the stuff happened last year with, with Becky returning and winning in three seconds. It, that's the storyline is there. Alexa Bliss is still very much a WWE favorite. She's got the look, she's yeah. got the story, she's got the history being multiple time champion. Don't rule Alexa Bliss out at all. She will be back in the main title scene. She will be another, she will become a multi-time women's champion again. She will win several more titles. I think, um, you just, I think it's one of those things where because the women's division isn't as shown as the men's division, you just have to be a bit more patient, um, which I know is difficult when you are like Mr. Lilly is such a big fan of Alexa. It is difficult for that kind of, you, you want your, you want your favorites to do well. Um, but I think in some situations you just need to, I mean, the draft, the, the draft's coming up, shove Alexa on, on, on SmackDown. Uh, if you want, if like, 
because I feel like on Raw there isn't a lot of time for her right now. So it it might be nice for her to have a complete character refresh, just become the goddess again, which I think is a lot of people's favorite side of Alexa Bliss. Yeah, and I don't has Alexa Bliss lost a singles match since her return? I don't, I think it's it's early, it's too early to say that you know they've moved on or they don't care about Alexa Bliss because she's one of the more protected women on this roster. She, from my recollection, she has not lost a singles match since her return. She wins every week on Monday Night Raw. I think they're just keeping her at a certain position until they need her in the Raw Women's Title scene, and I think that's going to be much different after SummerSlam when the Becky Bianca story is finally done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I'm sure you're right about the Alexa not losing a match either because you know more than I do. Uh, Caleb has been a member for 13 months in a row. Thank you very much, Caleb. Uh, Randy and Jackson and Mr. Mocker himself, SP3, how are things? Have you heard of the game Stray? If not, the MC is a cat. The Wrestle Lads would love it. I. It is a game that I will be getting. Um... My lady partner is a massive fan of cats, which is why we have two of them. Um, not to say I don't like my cats. It's just we wouldn't have cats if it wasn't for her. Um, but yes, you play as a cat and you jump around, jump around, jump up, jump up and get down. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of it? Are you going to be playing it? No, no, this is all news to me. Maybe, maybe that'll be something it's a that cat I can do. RPG. You are a cat, and you, I guess I don't know. I don't really know much about it, but I have seen it, and I'm sure it'll be very fun. And to ask, uh, to answer how we are, we're great. We're great. Thank you very much. I'm doing well. I do. I do see people are telling me that she lost to Liv Morgan. I did not remember that because yeah, I not, I, yeah. yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate that because I was like, from my recollection, she hasn't lost much, but she's lost one time to Liv Morgan. So, hey. Uh, Keenan Currington has said, "Good morning. Hope you two have a, a wonderful day." Quick story. I was watching uh, AWE. AWE. AW. I was watching AWE a few weeks ago, weeks back. My wife walks in and hears Scissor Me Daddy. She looks up at me and goes, This is what you watch when I'm not around. <laughs> well, it could have been it could have been worse. It could have been worse. You could have been, I don't know, you could have been staring at something really weird, uh, like this. Um yes. but you weren't yeah. Scissor me daddy spandex. Scissor. <laughs> Well, that's not something I thought you'd be telling me today. Um, <laughs> Charles Berg has been a member for 15 months in a row. Hello, boys. I hope you have a wonderful day and eat your favorite food for dinner. I actually am. I'm, I'm having spaghetti bolognese. Uh, same thing to the mods and the chat. What are you having for dinner? Um, I have no idea. i got to ask the missus. Missus is making, is making dinner tonight, so um, I, I hope it's my favorite. My favorite. I'm sure it will uh, be. I'm sure it will be. Chicken teriyaki. There you go. Amanda Savage. Hello, Amanda. Uh, Has been a member for 15 months in a row. Shout out to Spandex and Sanchez, Connell, Nate, and Liam, who work so hard every single day to bring everyone all the breaking news 24-7. And what's the website? Oh, it's wrestletalk.com. Head over there for all your wrestling news. Um, Do be sure to make it your homepage. We, We cover all the shows. We cover all the latest. We've got features about everything you'd ever want. Um, and we've got something in the pipeline coming up soon, which should be very exciting, but we can't announce that yet. Uh, but for now, I believe that is all of the Super Chat, Ultra Chats. So uh, we will call it a day there. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching. Uh, head over to the WrestleTalk channel, subscribe there, watch uh, Pete's news from earlier today. I believe it was Pete. Um or Laurie, but I think it was Pete. Uh, subscribe to the Restore podcast channel down below. Head over to uh, Parts of Unknown. Subscribe to that. Head over to Roll, No Rolls Bard. Subscribe to that. Head over to WrestleTalk.com. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, SB3, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. That's my channel over there. I'll be live at 7 p.m. UK uh, previewing ROH Death Before Dishonor. So True Hill Heat. 
Excellent. And we will be back tomorrow as well on WrestleTalk Podcast to uh, review uh, SmackDown. Back on, I do not believe we are doing a Ring of Honor review, unfortunately, uh, but we will be back on Tuesday and next week for all our regular content. And of course, we've got live uh, reactions for SummerSlam next weekend with Luke and Sullivan. So that will be a wonderful show to watch. Uh, But for now, thank you very much, SB3. Uh, Thank you all for watching. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.